And today we're going to be talking about, is it okay to complain at work? And I swear the cashier and the bagger, every single time I go, they're complaining. But then I thought, you know what? I do this too. I do it all the time. Welcome to the Self-Leadership Experiment, where we take an evidence-based perspective on all things organizational behavior. My name is Scott Dust. I'm a management professor, as well as a team member for an HR tech company. I'll be talking with my co-host, Louis DiCarlo, and we'll break down what's real and what's not, and what works and what doesn't work. Thanks for joining the conversation. And today, we're going to be talking about, is it okay to complain at work? So I first actually started noticing this uh, when I go to the the grocery store that's in my region, which I'll leave unnamed. And I swear the cashier and the bagger, every single time I go, they're complaining. They're complaining about the work. They're complaining about coworkers and their supervisor. And it makes me really uncomfortable. And it actually kind of degrades my perception of their brand or the quality of their brand. But then I thought, you know what? I do this too. I do it all the time. I'm sitting in offices and maybe complaining about, you know, a mutual colleague or something work-related or a decision that happened. And in the moment, it, it feels right. Like it feels like a, a good way to cope and maybe even build a stronger bond with that coworker. But I also feel like it also can have some long-term detriment and not paying attention to. It's maybe signaling that, you know, I'm closed-minded or that I'm a complainer or that I'm willing to talk about somebody behind the back. And so, you know, I think the important point is to just be a little bit more aware of the, of the good and bad. So what are your thoughts? Complaining at work, what do we do with that? Well, what I've noticed, you know, one of the, in your example, you talked about a, a grocery store scenario, right? And, and generally, that's a job where there's downtime, and then you get really busy in your downtime, and you get really busy, right? And yeah. what I've noticed in the workplace is when we're not busy at work, or when there is a downtime, and I've been in places where there's long periods or lulls of inactivity, that's when the complaining seems seems to come out. So I, I'm I'm drawing on that, like in my work experience, like hmm. Um, my question for you is though, like, why are people generally complaining? Like, what is that a result of? What are you seeing? What triggers that? Yeah, yeah. I think it's a natural reaction in in several ways. It's a way of processing our disagreements and. And doing it out loud and in the moment with another party helps us kind of coalesce on why and how we think that something is being done incorrectly. It's uh, interestingly related to, if it's about a person, um, it can be related to the concept of gossiping. And there's actually some really interest interesting research on gossiping that would suggest that it's actually kind of healthy for the organization at large, because you want to make sure that you're keeping in control the people that are kind of falling outside of the norms or the expectations that might not be ideal for the health of the overall system at large. So I think some of the complaining kind of gets at that, like this person isn't doing something that's going to be helpful for the team or the, for the organization. A lot of times though, that it's a matter of opinion, you know, we don't really know who's right and who's wrong, but I think that's kind of why people do it, but also there's some coping to it. I think it helps people process. And it also kind of gets at this like interpersonal relationship building. I find myself complaining more with those that I trust and that I know well, you know, more so than those that I don't. Yeah. Yeah. That's, I was listening to a podcast last week that was talking about um, anger and how to channel anger. Right. And, and what they said was like, 
sometimes people will process their anger through either complaining or talking about, you know, either whatever's bothering them, right. you know, and that's how it's processed is through, that's how emotions are processed, especially when those emotions are triggered. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it's consciously and sometimes it's, it's not. Yeah. Um, I wonder though, like, generally if, if we ask the question, is complaining a good thing? I think most people would say no, right? I mean, generally yeah. the, the answer and the response from, from a, the crowd would be no, but when is complaining good and how, or how can, if you need, if, if you are a complainer, how can you, um, how can you divert that into like a, a positive energy rather than a negative right. feeling or connotation on complaining? Yeah, yeah, I think that's great question great prompt i think number one if someone is a chronic complainer that's just annoying and and then it's just not it's not becoming and that's a problem right but if someone's complaining every once in a while about different things and maybe it's just showing their their cards in terms of where they disagree so i think the amount definitely matters and then also i think that you know it's it's one thing to complain it's another to kind of make sense of why you're complaining about something and think through next steps, right? So if you're, if you're complaining about something and then you're putting into this larger context of, hey, but this is just my opinion and maybe this person is right or you know, I can understand the other party's perspective or maybe this is a sol- solving some like overarching objective, but it doesn't work for me. So it's like you're making sense of the fact that this sucks for me, but it actually might make sense for other parties. So you're just kind of venting, but at the same time, recognizing that it just is what it is or complaining and then saying, you know, what do you think? How can I deal with this? And like trans transitioning into problem solving. So actually this is reminding me of the literature on there's two forms of coping. There's the initial primary form of coping, which is kind of like, in the moment, emotional venting, but then there's the secondary stage of problem solving, coping, like, what are we going to do about it? So I think maybe the answer is, as long as it transitions into that problem solving, coping, or the recognition that it is what it is, at least that is somewhat more productive. I often think about like, at home, when we're talking about complaining, and I think about my kids, I have a five-year-old, we'll use her in this example. And when she's complaining, it's like, why are you complaining? Are you whining? <laughs> like, I'm asking you to put a jacket on and it's 30 degrees outside yeah. and you're complaining about that? Right. Or are you complaining about something that you could potentially offer a solution to, right? right. Hey, why don't you pack this in your lunch today? Uh, and, 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 and immediate whines come out, right? And it's mm-hmm. like, well, tell me what you do want yeah. rather than tell me what you don't want and what you don't like. And, and of as simple as those are at home a lot of times those parallels you can find at work right oh yeah totally and maybe that's our job just like it's our job as parents it's also our job as colleagues and coworkers to artfully transition the conversation that way to to listen and be an active listener and help them cope but also maybe be the coach so to speak and like frame questions of like well, what do you what do you want to do with that right what do you want to do differently or how can you solve that problem without basically saying 
stop whining. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. I, if you're going to whine, if you're going to complain, I feel like you've already put your hand up to also be part of the solution. Yeah. And if not, it's not really worth listening to, to the complainer, in my opinion. Yeah. I mean, now everybody needs to complain every once. Everyone needs a shoulder to, you know, someone to listen. It's, we all need to be listeners at times too. I get that. But generally speaking, for the chronic complainers, let's, let's provide solutions along with it, you know? Yeah, I love that. That's great. Well said. All right. So for more resources on bridging the gap between science and practice for all things organizational behavior, head over to scottdust.com. And from there, you can subscribe to the monthly email newsletter and find more evidence-based content, evidence-based content through social media, YouTube, and podcasts. Thanks and see you next time.